Well, hello there, people. What's going on, Wicked Nation? Yeah. It's your boys. Not the New Day. Not the New Day. But Cool Kyle. I was going to say the Cool Kyle. The coolest Kyle. Cool Kyle and Rev Kev. Welcome to, um, is this the first official episode of 2024? Because uh, we put out, well. I think it was a. Uh, as far as like like recording. Yeah, I think we, it's. We, if you've put out the one for New Year's, we'll be good. Yeah, yeah. But aside from that, we've we've been busy. We apologize. We know that we're kind of slacking recently, but we're looking to finally get back on track. Kyle has officially moved into his new domain. There'll be no more dogs are barking and parents are screaming. It's uh, a little bit more of a chill atmosphere. We have a little bit of a new setup. We're in a new location. We cannot disclose that location because, you know. I don't need fans coming knocking on my door. Right. <laughs> Right, because the last time you did that, you almost owed the town of uh, Canterbury a whole shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had to be like, no, 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 it's 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 not what you think it is. No, I, I know it's not a business. It's not a business. It's not a business. It's not a business. It's just it's just something I did for fun. It's it's a goof. <laughs> I have no receipts. No receipts. Um, hopefully, y'all out there are doing a really good job. I don't know why I'm saying y'all. Y'all are doing really good out there and enjoying your 2024 so far. We are here to uh, talk football, lots of football. I know we're a little behind with football because, you know, weeks go by and you miss games, and there was supposed to be uh, a uh, three-quarters of the year show that we did that kind of got lost in translation. We apologize for that. It was an error. Um, But first things first, we have to talk about something that's very near and dear to me, college football. Because I don't know if you know, Kyle, but my Michigan Wolverines won the national championship. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, buddy. Nice. <laughs> yes, sir. 15-0. and 0. Wow. One of, I think, only like four or five teams that went 15-0. and 0. Um, Played in the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day against Alabama, won 27-20 in overtime. They played Washington um, the following Monday, which when the time of this recording will have been this past Monday. They won 34-13. Dominated Washington, never had a doubt. And um, yeah, national champions. So when they won the Rose Bowl, and I was like, okay, they're going to the national championship. And I was thinking to myself, when the moment happens when they win the national championship, I feel like tears of joy are going to come. Because I've sat through eight or nine years in a row they lost to Ohio State. And the last two years they made it to the Final Four, but then they lost to Georgia and then TCU in the semifinals, so they didn't even get a chance to play for the national championship. I've sat through the Brady Hoke, Rich Rodriguez era of like three-win teams and four-win teams that were terrible, losing way back when to Appalachian State, which will never, ever hear the end of that. That's an all-time Michigan blunder or just college sports blunder, hmm. losing to a Appalachian State team you had no business losing to. But it, I think it was either a combination of me just being overtired or maybe being more in shock than anything. And none of the tears really hit on Monday night when I watched the game. And I'm like, okay, not that's, that's fine. And I said, maybe I need to be in a different setting. So Tuesday morning on my way to work, I put on all the Michigan songs that I have on my Spotify playlist. And they started to stream, and there, there went the tears. <laughs> Listening to Mr. Brightside, which is a fourth quarter um Big house uh, song that they do for Michigan games, and the whole fan, the whole crowd sings it. Um, we are the champions. 
uh, Winning It All by The Outfield, which is a great sports song, by the way. Mm. Uh, listening to the fight song, listening to the alma mater song, the yellow and blue. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, I was excited. I have yet to buy merchandise yet, though, but I am planning on buying probably... I'm trying to just figure out what I want to do. I, I do need new Michigan merchandise because I, I have older stuff. Yeah. So I think I might buy like a national champions t-shirt with like all the scores on the back. Nice. And then I might buy um, a long sleeve shirt to have just, just in case. Yeah. And yeah. I'll have one in one and then I'll be I'll be good. I don't need to go. Because I went crazy when the Bruins won the Stanley Cup. I think I spent, <laughs> no, I spent easily, when the Bruins won the Cup, easily at least six or $700. Easily. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> the big picture I have, that was like 200 to begin with. Ooh. Each jersey that I bought was like 150 Yeah. And then um, uh, the DVDs, the T-shirt, the freaking magazines, like all mm. of it. Like, I, they may never win a Stanley Cup again in my lifetime. So That is true, yeah. <clears throat> you got to get the merch. Right. And I think now as a sports fan... I think I'm actually officially good now because I've seen six Super Bowls. I've seen the Bruins win a Stanley Cup. They've been to three. They should have probably won another one against St. Louis, but we won't get into that today. Mm. Um, and then, of course, <clears throat> when I was a Yankees fan, they won the World Series. I, I was cheering for the Red Sox when they made it to their World Series. Of course, I wasn't a Red Sox fan at the time. Now Michigan's won a national championship. So the only thing that I'm really missing, which I'm not worried about, would be Manchester United in the Premier League. But... I don't follow it as much as I used to anymore. Like I don't even really like recognize half of the players. So oh, <clears throat> it would be like yeah, cool they won, but at the same time I wouldn't really care. So yeah. So hats off to Michigan. I'm really glad they won. And um, yeah, there'll be a lot of new changes coming in college football come next year. There'll be no more Pac-12. All the Pac-12 teams are going either to the I think the Big Twelve, the Big Ten. I think some of them to the SEC maybe, and then some to the ACC. Like they're moving. It's weird. Oh, okay. It's weird. <clears throat> but that's how college football is going now. So yeah, so we got that out of the way. Let's uh, let's talk what we're really here for, which is the NFL. So hold on a minute. <clears throat> got a got a frog in my throat. You go ahead and do your thing. I'll be right back. Oh, of course you will. Let the it's guy with the frog good. in his throat talk. Yeah. My apologies. My apologies. Let's let's run through quickly here. So obviously everybody knows what's going on in the NFL. The playoffs are starting this weekend. But if he can get the episode out today, it'll be out before the game starts, so that would be cool. I don't see why he couldn't. Um, Buffalo winning the division coming from being 6-6 six and six to win the last five in a row to take the division from Miami in the last weekend and Miami going from having a home playoff game to now going to the cold confines of Arrowhead Field or is it Gaia? Gaia, Gaia Field, I think it is, or something. Um, <clears throat> the Pats finishing with the worst record in the AFC for the first time in a long time. Firing Bill Belichick, or mutually parting ways, I should say, with Bill Belichick. Hiring former player Gerard Mayo as the first black coach in Patriots history. They hold the number three pick in the draft right now, so there's a lot of exciting things in Foxborough. Uh, they still need to get a GM. They probably might get a new offensive coordinator unless they want to keep Bill O'Brien around. We'll see. There's a lot of moves and shakes that's going to be going on. It's going to be a fun NFL season uh, offseason. Uh, Casey winning the West. Baltimore taking the North and the overall conference record with the 13-4, and four, so they have the number one seed. Cleveland and Pittsburgh sneaking into the playoffs. The NFC, AFC North was pretty competitive. I mean, if Cincinnati doesn't have Joe Burrow get hurt, they finished 9-8. and eight. There's no reason for why Cincinnati couldn't have made the playoffs, but unfortunately for them, they did not. 
Uh, Houston somehow stealing the AFC South from Jacksonville, and Jacksonville and Indianapolis are left wondering what if, and Houston snuck in. So on the NFC side, Dallas now continues the trend. I believe the last, I want to say it's the last like 15 years in a row now that a different team has won the NFC East. There has not been a duplicate winner in the NFC East. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, Philadelphia stumbled down the stretch after starting out 10-1. and one. They lost uh, five out of their last six to uh, somehow hold on to an 11-6 record, and luckily for them, they didn't lose earlier in the year because they would have missed, missed the playoffs altogether. But they're in. Uh, San Fran's in with their uh, best record in the um, NFC with 12-5. and five. Well, they're tied with Dallas, but they have the tiebreaker over them. The Rams somehow snuck in with a four-game winning streak towards the tail end. Seattle is out. Seattle also out, and Seattle is, of course, as everyone knows, Coach Pete Carroll. So it'll be a new era for um, the Seattle Seahawks. The Lions, for the first time since, you ready for this? I believe it's 1993, Ooh. won the division and are hosting a playoff game. That's 21 years ago. Right. Wow. Right. And, I mean, <clears throat> I'll let you know my predictions on the Lions in a bit, but I'm glad that they're finally turning things around. Yeah. Um, the Packers, who went on a three-game winning streak to end the year, finished at 9-8 and eight and snuck into the playoffs. Tampa Bay outlasted New Orleans and was able to keep the uh, keep the South to their in their grasps. And uh, Tampa Bay has made it in as well. So let's run through um, the playoffs and my predictions, Kyle's predictions, to let you know what we think and go from there. So first off to uh, I don't know who's going to win the MVP in the NFL this year. It's wide open. My guess would be probably either, I don't know, it's probably one of four players and they're probably obvious names, but I would say... Uh, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy, or Josh Allen. I think one of those four are more than likely probably going to win, but I don't honestly don't know who's going to win. Um, but let's jump into this. So for my predictions, actually, we'll get Kyle's done first. Kyle's are easy enough. Hmm. So with Baltimore having the only bye week as well as San Francisco because they've changed it now to Super Wild Card Weekend because now um, this, the two seed has to play in the past. The two seed didn't have to play. They got the bye week too. Yeah. They only brought six teams, now they bring seven. Because they make more money. Oh, true, yeah. So he's picking Buffalo over uh, Pittsburgh. He's picking Miami in a bit of an upset over Kansas City. And he's picking Cleveland over Houston. Kyle then has Baltimore winning at home over Miami. He's got Buffalo beating Cleveland. And he has uh, Baltimore defeating Buffalo in the AFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl. He's picked Dallas to beat Green Bay. He's picking the Rams in a bit of an upset over Detroit, though it's not really that much of an upset. But it'll be—it's crazy how some of these games worked out. We'll get to that in a sec. But just some of the matchups and how weird they are. Yeah. Um, he's taking Philly, who is reeling, but he's—he's—he's he's, he's taking the the winning pedigree over Tampa Bay to move on. Uh, he's got San Fran over L.A. He has Philly knocking off Dallas, and he's got a rematch of last year's NFC Championship game. But this time, San Francisco overcomes the obstacles of the Philadelphia Eagles to get to the Super Bowl and in Super Bowl 58 which is held in Vegas so I was trying to think of something clever to like call it like last year we did the adventure to Arizona yeah so I don't know if you can think of the visit to Vegas the visit to Vegas there you go that works (laughs) Vegas vacation Vegas vacation but that's kind of ripping off a movie I don't want to do that so yeah um I think I was going to say the venture oh the venture to Vegas the venture to Vegas yeah the venture to Vegas there you go yeah uh, Super Bowl 58. 
not copyrighted by us, by the way. Just not just letting you know. I don't want to get demonetized or taken off by the NFL. I'm just letting people know that Super Bowl 58 is being played in Vegas. And Kyle's picking Baltimore to win the Super Bowl over San Francisco. And he has Lamar Jackson as the MVP of the Super Bowl. Now we'll get to mine because mine are mine have scores in them, so that's that's more fun, I guess. Yeah, see, I'm not good at predicting the scores because it. And surprisingly, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I am, but somehow, He's somehow, got the magic it, touch. It's just the magic touch. Yeah, it's it's the Rev Kev at its finest. So, keeping an eye on weather and trying to be logical about this, because last year, if people remember, if you listen to last year's show and I made all my predictions, I got. Everything right. The only thing I missed was the final score of the Super Bowl. I don't know if I got the scores right. It was close. Well, I I mean, like, for the wild card, the divisional, and the conference championship games, I don't think I got the scores right. Yeah. But I got all the teams right. Like, I got everything right. The only thing I missed was the in the Super Bowl, the final score was 38-35, and yeah. I had 38-34. Oh, yeah. But yeah. you can't be any more on the nose than that. So No. Other than that, you would have got it exactly right. Correct. So I'm picking Buffalo to bit to beat Pittsburgh. I had a higher score, but I heard that weather could be a major factor in Buffalo. I heard they're going to get several inches of snow Ooh. and like 40 to 50 mile an hour wind gusts, Jeez. like crazy wind gusts. So that's going to obviously um, not help the ball go as far. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to play a factor. It's going to play a major factor. Uh, I have the Bills winning 17 to nine against Pittsburgh. Uh I think the weather, like I just said, they, both teams are good teams. Pittsburgh is one of those teams that you just like, how the hell did they make the playoffs? And I don't think anybody's really sure of it, but they're there. And that's all that matters. It's all, once you get into the dance, everyone's records now at zero and zero. So, mm-hmm. you know, you take care of business in three games and you get to the Super Bowl and then you get that fourth game for glory. And that's all that needs. So, mm. but I do think Buffalo outlasts Pittsburgh just based on the home field advantage and stuff. So, now that yeah. Pittsburgh's not used to playing in the snow, but. Yeah. It's helpful when you know your field and know spots that maybe other players and teams don't. So True. In the Kansas City-Miami game, they yeah, these two teams did play back uh, several weeks ago in Germany. It was the game prior to the Patriots playing in Germany. And the Chiefs did win that game. It was kind of a not-so-great game. But now that they're playing back stateside, they're playing in Kansas City. I heard the temperatures for tonight's game are supposed to be bitterly cold. Bitterly cold. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, are you going to be able to post this like immediately after so we can have it in a timely fashion? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can post it. So that way if are I we say, doing, are we doing it, posting it on for Sunday, right? No, for, well today, well you can do it for today or for Sunday because there are games technically today. So yeah, I mean, I can post it early. I can do it today instead of tomorrow. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Cool. And then tomorrow just put out a Volt episode. Yeah. Give yeah. Them two. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. So, okay. So yeah. So when you hear this podcast, it'll be for today. Because the games start at 4.30, so. Oh, wow. Uh. <clears throat> um, weather's supposed to be cold tonight. Also, uh, people are very uh, pissed off at the NFL because the Chiefs-Dolphins game is hidden behind a peacock paywall. Uh, you have to have peacock to watch this game, which. Or Uzu. Or Uzu, I guess. But, you know, normally you would be able to watch these games on cable TV or be able to stream it or whatever. Are you yeah. But the fact that it's behind Peacock's paywall, that's kind of a bogus. That's kind of bogus. Yeah. I, I kind of get what the NFL is trying to do, but at the same time, it's just like, ugh. Earning money, and pe- they want their fans to watch it, you know? Right. Well, they know that these 
these Dolphins and Chiefs fans are going to be paying the money because they want to watch their team. Yeah. I'm picking the Dolphins in a bit of an upset. 27-21. I know the Dolphins are beat up right now, but Kansas City hasn't exactly played very good football. So True. Again, everybody's zero and zero. Miami can go in with the not with not the greatest of odds, obviously, playing in cold temperatures instead of playing in warm, sunny, you know, Miami. Yeah. And shock the world. So True, yeah. Uh, and then I have the Texans beating the Browns. I originally had the Browns beating the Texans, but that game's kind of a pick 'em for me. Mm-hmm. And I think the Texan, the Browns' defense is good, but I think the Texans find a way. I think C.J. Stroud's a pretty good rookie quarterback, and I just, I, I don't, I know there's going to be like, you know, um, uh, what, what's the word I'm trying to think of here? I don't know. Like they. Basically, like, I think at some point, like, Flacco's going to slow down. Like, I feel like there's a bit of an agenda for the NFL because if the Browns do win and then if the Chiefs and the Bills win, you're setting up Joe Flacco going back to Baltimore to play for the Browns against his former team that he won Super Bowls with in the Ravens. Yeah. So, also, too, um, so the Chiefs-Dolphins game, Tyreek Hill's first game back in Kansas City tonight since he's become a Dolphin. Obviously, I just mentioned the Browns' uh, potential game the following week if they win and everything else shakes out. They could be playing the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, quickly, too, on the NFC side, obviously Cowboys-Packers have had legendary matchups. Lions-Rams. Those quarterbacks were traded for each other a couple years ago. Stafford went to the Rams, and Jared Goff went to the Lions. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the Rams won the Super Bowl, with the, I think the year of or whatever, yeah. that happening. But also Sean McVay, who is the former, who's the coach of the Rams, knows Jared Goff very well, inside and out. So that's why I think the Rams might have a little bit more of an advantage because they know Jared Goff so well. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so 28-24, anywho, 28-24. You're all right there? Yeah. Jesus Christ. 28-24, I got Texans beating the Browns. That sets up for the following week's games, the divisional games, which we're just going to do all these right now. We'll obviously talk about the divisional games as they're happening, but I want to obviously give my predictions for everything. I'm going to pick uh, Ravens 28-24 over the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins keep it a little bit closer than it was last time. Bills win 27-17 at home over the Texans. That sets up Ravens-Bills in um, the AFC Championship game in Baltimore. I have Buffalo winning 27-21 in overtime to knock the Ravens out and move to their first Super Bowl since 1993. I know I keep saying year after year, I know I picked the Buffalo Bills last year. At some point, it's got to happen, right? And everybody, I think, thought last year with the DeMar Hamlin incident that that was Buffalo's year, and it didn't turn out to be Buffalo's year. But I think this might be Buffalo's year, finally. We'll see. On the NFC side, obviously, the Niners have the uh, the one spot. You all right there? Yeah, I want to grab a snack. Of course you did. <laughs> the Niners have the one spot. Um I have Dallas and Green Bay, 2-7. I have Dallas winning 38-21. I think they're just a better team on paper than Green Bay. It's nice to see Green Bay got there, and Jordan Love's going to do a hell of a job, it looks like, moving forward for the Green Bay Packers, but I just don't see it happening. By the way, this is going to be a really short episode. It may be a half hour, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to break down too much. I, I, I would like to pretend that I know what I'm talking about, but I don't. I'm really just going off of the top of my dome here. It's respectable. I know. Lions-Rams. I got Rams winning 34-24. Knocking the Lions out. Sorry, it was a fun run while you were here, Detroit, but you have to try again next year. 
Uh, like I just said, I think the fact that Sean McVay is going to know Jared Goff so well because of the history there that the Rams find a way. And I think in a matchup like this, I I almost feel like you probably want to go with the, the more veteran quarterback in Matthew Stafford than you would with um, Jared Goff. Uh, then you got Bucks and Eagles. I wanted to go Eagles originally, but they've been reeling like really bad. They don't have A.J. Brown now, and I think Tampa at home finds a way to knock off the defending NFC East, the NFC champions, and the Bucks take them out 23-21. I think it's close, but unfortunately for Philadelphia, they've been playing a lot of close games all year, but this one finally burns them in the ass, and they are knocked out early and sent home packing. So that sets up round two, the divisional round, uh, with the L.A. Rams traveling out to play their division rivals, the San Francisco 49ers. I got 49ers winning 38-27. The Rams will give them a go, but the 49ers just have too much offensive firepower. They have too much defensive firepower. They're just they're they're a team that's on a mission this year, and they're going to be hard to stop. I honestly feel like at this point, the only team that's going to stop the 49ers is the 49ers. Yeah, be their um, own worst enemy. Yep. Dallas will have another home playoff game as they'll play Tampa Bay. I think the fact that Tampa Bay is happy to be in the second round, I don't wouldn't say is good enough for them, but that needs to be considered a bit of a win, especially with a new quarterback in Baker Mayfield. But Dallas's defense just is too much, and the offense is too much. Twenty-eight to ten, Dallas takes care of uh, Tampa Bay in the divisional round, setting up the NFC Championship game, which has happened many times before in years past. The San Francisco 49ers playing host to the Dallas Cowboys. Last time these two teams met each other, Dallas got the floor waxed with them because San Francisco took them to the woodshed. Mm. It's a little closer this time. Dallas learns from their mistakes. That being said, 30-27 to 27 in overtime, another overtime championship game. So I have, two champion, I have both championship games going to overtime. Wow. Telling you how close these teams were. Um San Francisco knocks off Dallas just barely. Dallas knows it's there. It's close, but just nah. I think the home field advantage is going to play a big part in it. If Dallas would have been at home, because they haven't lost at home all year, they might have won. But having to go out to San Francisco, the weather could be rainy. It could be cold. It's going to probably be cold. Yeah. So that sets up uh, my Super Bowl 58 and my venture to Vegas of the San Francisco 49ers and the Buffalo Bills. And I have the 49ers taking it 34 to 24. Again, I oh, think wow. I think the defense for the I mean the, the the Buffalo defense is good, but Josh Allen makes a lot of careless mistakes and throws a lot of interceptions. And I think with Brock Purdy, who I'm picking as MVP for that game, um, being a little bit better of a game manager and not turning the ball over as much, I think that's what's going to be the difference in the game. I think. San Francisco is going to capitalize on the mistakes that the Buffalo Bills make. Yeah. And are going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. So, I have Bucks. I'm sorry, the Bucks. Oh, my God. Sorry, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's okay. Where's the dummy button? Hit the uh, dummy I, button. I, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I have San Francisco winning the Super Bowl. You have Baltimore winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, that wasn't as loud as I thought it was going to be. Dummy. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So, <laughs> so we're going to leave it as a short episode today, just based on the fact that um, I'm kind of under a time constraint a little bit, and I don't really much have else to, anything else to say about it. I mean, I, I, when you left the room, I briefly talked about um, the Patriots uh, mutually parting ways with Belichick, hiring Gerard Mayo as the first black coach. Yeah. They have a lot of exciting things coming up in the off season, but we'll get to that after the 
venture to Vegas happens. So yeah, yeah. You want me to read? Yeah, you can go ahead. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to all these games. Uh, obviously, playoff time is the best time for football. It's a one and you're done. You can have a 12 and four record. You can you know be undefeated at home all year, like Dallas was. And all it takes is one bad game or one bad call or one bad anything, and a team like Green Bay can just come in and ruin everything. Or a team like Pittsburgh could come in and beat Buffalo, and you never know how things are going to shake out. You really don't. No. And that's why it's so great. So yeah, um, enjoy all the games this weekend, everybody. Obviously, we'll be hopefully talking with you guys next weekend about the divisional round. But until yeah. then, I'm going to kick it over to Kyle to read off the socials for you, and we'll be out of here. Yes, indeed. Thank you for tuning into the Wicked Case podcast. We're streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Tune in. Sorry, Deezer. <laughs> are we officially back on everything now? Yes, we okay. are officially back on everything. Okay. Um, and wherever you can get, there's a few of them I still have to uh, resend it to. Um, I think Tune In I have to resend it to. Okay. Um, but there's a few other ones. But pretty much most major podcasts. Okay. Uh, and YouTube, I haven't done. I actually haven't posted to YouTube in a hot minute because I've just been so busy, and it takes a little bit to render the video. That's fine. But I'm gonna try to get back to YouTube. It's okay. Um, our phone number, if you want to give us a call, seven seven four seven six four nine zero seven four. Just give us a call. Let us, us know how we're doing. Give us a call on the Wicked Hotline. Yes. Let us know how we're doing, please. We beg of you. Email. You can email us, thewickedks at gmail.com. Our website, www.thewickedks.com. Um, socials, Facebook, Instagram, and X. Twitter X. Twitter X. I See, I don't know. Like, Twitter it, X. That's that's what it is, Twitter That's X? what I'm calling it, Twitter X. Okay, well, Twitter X, at thewickedks, um, and patreon.com forward slash thewickedks. Is it $2 now? $2 a month. Um, there's some good content on there folks yeah there's a lot of good content did we put any Bruins content up there yet from when we went to the game I don't think I did no, I don't think you did yeah so I'll put, put up some Bruins there. content which there's definitely Red Sox content yeah you could potentially put up some Billy Joel content I could yeah, yeah. Um, there's Big E content when we go to Smackdown hopefully in March there'll be Smackdown content yeah by the way um, side note if my parlay hits we're going to Wrestlemania Oh, without a doubt. I'm just yeah. letting you know right now that I'm we are going to WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. I mean, if you're if, if my parlay hits. I'm not gonna discuss to everybody on the air what my parlay is for, but it's it's a lot. Well, basically, so it's it's twenty five dollar parlay for um twelve team anytime touchdown. We'll just say that it's for a ridiculous amount of money. We're not gonna specify the details because nobody needs to know. Because I'm not gonna get everybody excited unless next week I come on the show and I go, Holy shit, I just won my parlay. Now is that? Can you do that every week? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So every week was you just put in twenty five, and then you. Oh, well, it depends on what you want to do. Yeah, I'll okay. show you more about it after after the show's done. Okay, fair enough. I'm not, I'm not going to try to get you into sports betting, but. No, no. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's fun. Just especially with somebody like you that knows sports a lot better than I do. I'm I'm hoping everything hits this week because the players that I picked for my parlays specifically are all players that are very much capable of scoring touchdowns. It's not yeah. like it's a fourth or fifth string receiver that might feed, see the field like three or four times. Yeah. Most of, if not all the players I picked, have scored at least a touchdown this year. Yeah, yeah. The problem, like I said to you, was is that all those players have to score. If yeah. I get 11 players scoring and one doesn't, 
that one player ruins the whole parlay. You can do also what's called the no sweat bet, which is you make a parlay, and if all of your legs except for one of them don't match, like you can still win, but but it just won't be as much. It won't be as much now. Yeah, and you want to win the big prize. Uh, that's what I'm shooting for. Yeah, that's so, what I would be shooting for too. So yeah, so um, enjoy the games this weekend, everybody, and we'll be talking to you soon. Uh, enjoy your 2024s. Hopefully things have been going well. Peace and love, y'all. Let's get wicked.